news, talk, sports, and the hits of the 60s, 70s, and 80s. Kane 107.5. Welcome to Bayou Sports here on a big uh, Monday morning, December the 5th. And, boy, a lot going on this weekend, folks. If you like football, you got plenty of it. As college football, the uh, all the title games were going off. And um, a lot of interesting results. Of course, it all started Friday night when Nevada, late in the second quarter, ties up USC at 17 and then just goes to blow out Southern Cal. Utah. I mean, Utah. What did I say? Nevada. Nevada. <laughs> all uh, those states out yeah, west, well, all, yeah. all look alike. But uh, Utah, you're right, uh, the Utes. Uh, one of the few teams in college football that uh, remained with their uh, Indian uh, mascot name, too, uh, of the Utes. Anyway, along with the Seminoles and a few others, Chippewas. Anyway, um, it, just amazing how uh, USC just folded. I mean, they're tackling in the second half. Uh, remind me of the Bad News Bears uh, in baseball. I mean, just uh, wow. Then uh, Saturday morning, it started off with uh, the big game uh, undefeated uh TCU taking on uh, the Kansas uh, Wildcats, Kansas State Wildcats. And, uh, wow, Uh, you know, I think TCU had beat them late in the year uh, or middle of the year by maybe uh, 8, 10 points, something of that nature. And uh, Kansas State comes back uh, with a little running back, Vaughn. I can't remember his first name, uh, running and catching and uh, just putting on a display. Uh, TCU comes back uh, being down 10. I think it was 28-18, 28-17. Come back to tie it up on a two-point conversion and lose in overtime with a very questionable call at the goal line, Jeff. I, I, mean, I thought it was clear did that you? he was short. Okay. It, uh, it may have been a questionable decision, uh, not to just kick the field goal, but uh, as I told some people watching the game, uh, uh, why didn't they just kick a field goal? And it was, well, they tried to get an edge. You're, you're that close. You know the other team has a very good chance of getting a field goal. Uh, so you may as well try and uh, take the lead. So uh, just didn't work out for uh, – it turns out it did work out for him because uh, just they, losing in overtime got him into the playoff. It, that it did, too. And there was speculation about would uh, that necessarily maybe knock out uh, – uh, TCU and bring on Ohio State and possibly uh, Alabama in that regard, as Nick Saban was politicking pretty hard. Oh, he uh, was. That that Saturday, uh, saying that, you know, we only lost two games of the last play of the game and we lost by four points. And anyway, the committee felt that uh, nice job, Nick, but uh, he's going to sit this one out. Anyway, uh, but the games <laughs> went forth and uh, uh, the, the next big game uh, that afternoon, of course, the Tigers. Um, Pretty much manhandled by Georgia. Uh, of course, uh, Daniels goes down, not knowing uh, the injury cause. Jeff didn't read an article to see uh, ankle again, or is that what? I did uh, not see. I okay. assume that's what it was. Okay, Nussmar comes in to uh, complete the day. LSU throws for over 500 yards in that game uh, and secure 30 points, but uh, pretty much uh, uh, Georgia put it away in the first half. They were up 35 to 10. Uh, and then LSU scored a couple touchdowns uh, in the uh, or 13 points in the third quarter. Not watching the game since I was uh, very much involved somewhere else. Uh, and uh, Georgia puts up a, a touchdown and also uh, eight points in the fourth quarter, along with LSU's uh, final score to make it 50 to 30. Of course, with that uh, loss, uh, of course LSU uh, will head to the Citrus Bowl, and their opponent. Uh, I, 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 
can't recall who their opponent is right now in that Citrus Bowl Purdue. game. Purdue, yes, the loser of the Big Ten Championship against Michigan, who Purdue hung around for a while, too, uh, in that game. Uh, I listened to that game driving back home from New Orleans where the Green Wave, they took down uh, Central Florida by the score of 45-28. Uh, to 28, uh, Tulane even gave him a couple of cheap touchdowns. Fitz going for it. Man, we were screaming in the stands of people around me to punt the ball, but he goes for it on fourth and one, doesn't make it, and gives Central Florida a, a short field of about 34 yards. They go ahead and score. And, uh, again, uh, and of all things, our great little tailback fumbles a pass, a little short pass, and uh, they get another short field to make it interesting. Got to 31-28. But uh, Mr. Pratt and company, Michael Pratt and company, uh, find a way to get back on the scoreboard uh, with a couple of touchdowns and 21 points in the fourth quarter to pull away from uh, Central Florida. And the Green Wave are heading to the Cotton Bowl uh, January the 2nd at a noon kickoff, and they'll play the USC Trojans. That's right, noon kickoff also. That's right. And right up against LSU. That's terrible. Yep, that's right. Anyway, uh, so they'll be playing the Trojans of Southern Cal, who, uh, as I mentioned a little earlier, had a rough night uh, uh, Friday night as the Utes took them down uh, by the score. I think the final was somewhere in the vicinity of 45-40. Uh, I'm just looking through here real quickly. Uh, 45-47-24, the Utes. And the Utes just blew them out in the second half, outscoring them 30-7. to That pretty much was the difference in the game. They say Caleb Williams uh, tore a hamstring or hurt a hamstring pretty bad. He's their quarterback. Uh, he came through the portal with uh, Lincoln Riley from Oklahoma. and uh, He was 28 of 41 for 363 yards and three scores. He also led him in rushing. He had one big run early in the game of uh, probably about 40 or 50 yards. He had eight carries for 65 yards. But uh, Southern Cal, uh, boy, the Utes just were all over him in the second half. Uh, Mo. As Coach Kirk Crochet would say, they broke their backs mm. uh, in that regard uh, in the second half, and the Utes go on to uh, win the championship. And uh, they're Rose Bowl bound, and they'll face um, Penn State, I think, if my memory serves me correctly. And Ohio State uh, is in the Big Four. They probably would have headed out there. Yeah, with- uh, although we, we talked about it last week, the idea that the Rose Bowl, uh, one of the few bowls where they didn't have to take the top team. They could have opted for Penn State just to mix it up a little bit, uh, yeah. Ohio State having been there uh, often recently. Yeah, and not only that, I even mentioned, too, at one time uh, the Rose Bowl uh, or the Big Ten uh, didn't want to send the same team two years in a row, and the second-place team would head to uh, head to uh, Pasadena to play in the Rose Bowl. And uh, lo and behold, uh, that rule changed a few years ago, but uh, I can remember at one time, Teams that won uh, the Big Ten didn't go to the Rose Bowl. They went. To, I don't think they signed up to another bowl, but they didn't want the same team going uh, every year. But that rule changed, uh, oh, maybe 30 years ago or so. But uh, I was going to say, it's been a while. Yeah, it's it has been. Uh, other games uh, around the uh, country, of course, uh, um, as we mentioned, Georgia and LSU, Clemson and North Carolina. Clemson just took it out on Mac Brown. Uh, so game was eh, 24 to 10 at half, and then uh, – Clemson just uh, lit up the scoreboard in the second half, uh, and they take down the Tar Heels by the score. I'll show 39-10 to 10 here uh, in that game. Uh, Klubnik, um, Klubnik uh, the quarterback for uh, Clemson, had a field day, 20 out of 24, 279 yards, and a score. Drake May, 26 out of 42, 268 yards. But uh, 
Clemson takes over the championship. They head to the Orange Bowl where they take on, uh, help me, um, in the Orange Bowl game. I don't see any. Uh, Tell you what, um, well, you're looking for that. Uh, yeah. You're talking about butthurt. Uh, DJ Eula, uh, Yuga Lele. Yeah, yeah, uh, nice try, Harry. Yeah, Yuga Lele <laughs> uh, started the first two drives, struggled, and then they pulled him uh, for Club Nick, and he comes in, saves the day, and uh, now uh, DJ is heading to the transfer portal. He oh, no. He will not be in the Orange Bowl game. Oh, so well. it didn't take him long, man. Yeah, you're right about that. And who is Clemson playing in that matchup? Is it someone from uh, – the Big Ten or the Southeastern Conference? Tennessee. Is Tennessee in that game? I'm looking at a preview of it, and I'm still not seeing it. I'm, I'm sure it's available somewhere, but, uh, yeah. Anyway, uh, that's matching up. And of course, the uh, late game, uh, I should say, well, both of them were late. Clemson and North Carolina were both uh, late games in that regard as uh, the Michigan Wolverines uh, – uh, show why they're uh, basically the number two team in the uh, college football playoff is a uh, Purdue hangs around uh, in the game early at halftime it was 14 to 13 I was listening to that game driving back from New Orleans uh, Saturday afternoon or Saturday evening I should say uh, Michigan puts up 29 points basically in the uh, second half and they they blow away the um, the Purdue Ballermakers uh, by the score of 43 to 22, I do believe. And um, anyway, the, the slate is set for the top four as uh, Georgia will take on Ohio State. That should be an interesting ball game, too. Uh, meanwhile, uh, elsewhere, Michigan takes on uh, TCU. Uh, Michigan, uh, pretty much a favorite. I think Georgia is, too, in that matter. I think Georgia, I saw anywhere from five to seven points. Michigan, uh, maybe a little bit more over TCU, but. Uh, Two interesting ball games, different contrasting styles. Uh, of course, Ohio State, and Michigan. Michigan just tries to wear you out, and they'll burn you with a couple some long passes. Uh, McCarthy looks pretty good. He's he's a genuine quarterback. Uh, uh, the Ohio State quarterback had a rough day uh, uh, a couple of weeks ago against Michigan, but uh, in the second half. But we'll see what transpires. And uh, of it course, is it is Tennessee, by the way. Okay, I, th- I thought it was. I thought it was. So. Uh, in the meantime, um, we'll see how this big picture turns out. Of course, one game's played at the Peach Bowl, I think, and the other game is at the Fiesta Bowl, I do believe. So, uh, anyway, um, it's Georgia and Ohio State, just the second-ever matchup between these two-story programs and the first since uh, 1993. Meanwhile, TCU is the first Big 12 team, not named Oklahoma, to reach the uh, playoff. So, uh, in the meantime, as we mentioned a little earlier, Nick Saban out there politicking uh, earlier that day, uh, stating why he thought his Alabama team uh, was justified to be in the four team. But, uh, as I mentioned, he'll have to sit this one out. Yeah, Michigan's a nine-and-a-half point pick. Georgia's six-and-a-half. Uh, those, will those lines move? I think they will over the course of, uh, of the next few weeks. And uh, I'm not even sure when the first game is to be played. Sometime, I guess, in the end of December, possibly, maybe. Let's see, January 2nd is a Monday. So December 31st. Both of those 31st. playoff games are December 31st. Yeah, New Year's Eve. Okay. At, uh, this is the Sugar Bowl. Is it? Sugar Bowl is at noon Eastern. Really? Love my Yeah. Clock. Alabama, wow. Kansas State. Wow. Um, I'm seeing that for the first time. 
kind of shocked here. Yeah, I am too. Orange Bowl is uh, the night before the 30th. Really? really? Mm-hmm. And LSU and Tulane will both play at the same time at the Tulane, the Cotton Bowl at noon, and LSU at the uh, Citrus Bowl at noon also yeah. uh, on the Monday after the Sunday because the NFL plays all there. That would be the – There is no night game. I, I Maybe because it's uh, Monday, they're playing it on the second, they didn't want to do a night game, or is there a Monday night football game still oh, on the uh I wouldn't be surprised second. if there was. Uh, in that regard, because it's the second to last weekend yeah. of uh, the NFL week. The last weekend is January uh, the 8th, I think, is uh, the last weekend uh, of the NFL. I think the Saints play is it the Carolina Panthers on uh, that uh, particular um, that weekend, I think, Sunday, as the Saints and the Panthers go at it uh, in New Orleans. So... Um, just uh, interesting. Yeah, there, there is a Monday night game, January 2nd, so okay. that's probably yeah. why no bowl game. All right. Uh, um, ask you, uh, hope to get maybe Coach Ryan Antoine on the line, maybe at 730, have him talk about 735, let's okay. go for him. All right, uh, to get him on the line to speak about. Uh, tough uh, night. Boy, tough it night. was just Offensively, a tough night. Uh, to get things going. They just uh, had, since I listened to the game, not, you know, it's a little different watching and listening to the game. And uh, just uh, was there any big size difference, speed difference? Uh, Westgate, I think, uh, has put some pretty good kids. I thought they kids. matched up pretty well. Okay. Um, I, I would say, and Keith down on the field had a better perspective uh, as far as size. And he thought Destrahan came with little size, but I, I don't know if that was a factor. Okay. Uh, just uh, better that night. Yeah, they just, it was Destrahan's night. It looked like the pick six kind of really put a perspective on uh, the score. I that made it, I think at the time, with 14 to six. Yeah. With the pick six, and that was in the third quarter. Yeah. And uh, then they went on to score a late touchdown to uh, make yeah, the final I, score I'm 21 to six. Not going to say a garbage touchdown, uh, but it was inconsequential uh, really at, at that point pretty much at uh, Westgate uh, getting the red zone other than that one time with a, a score you know to, of course they missed the extra point I, can you call I, them I'm, getting I'm, in the inside the 20 at least uh, any other times during the course of the game I can't I can't yeah, recall it's, it seemed um, like they were battling between the 30 and the, yeah. and the 40 of uh, Destrahan most of the night it seemed like the 30 or 40 yeah. yards is where they were most of the night. So uh, anyway, we'll have Coach on hopefully, uh, hopefully in the next uh, maybe ten minutes or so to speak about that. And tough loss for the Westgate Tigers, uh, representing New Iberia, and uh, trying to make it back to the represented dome. well though. Great crowd uh, from Westgate uh, made it out there. Oh, good. So uh, yeah, and Destrehan probably had a good crowd themselves. Oh, too. absolutely. I great, mean, great uh, facility. As I mentioned during the broadcast, uh, probably the biggest stadium i've been in high school stadium in a long time really yeah oh wow so you're saying it probably said 7500 people something like perhaps that. oh wow yeah oh wow big visiting section big home i think uh maybe we were 20 flights up really yeah, yeah. wow so you up uh it was a two-tier two-decker uh press box possibly? no 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 but long and accommodating that's okay. for sure yeah so not cramped in where you could no. move around you had to excuse me to get past the no, seat. separate booths you know okay so, good yeah, so real, y'all real had, nice. okay and uh it, weather was nice and all that oh yeah no uh humid possibly uh no, it was perfect oh good good 
but we'll have coach on hopefully in the next uh next segment to uh, talk about that game and uh what perspectives uh, he may have next year i know he they played a lot of young people this year too so uh, the future is bright for them as always uh, of course in the area uh area teams LCA takes down for the Turlings, who for the Turlings had beaten them early in the year. It's hard to beat a team twice in the same season. And St. Thomas Moore, of course, marches on in that regard. Uh, elsewhere, uh, Ruston takes out Zachary, and uh, Notre Dame uh, loses to uh, St. Charles Catholic. So some of our area schools going down. Um, can't recall uh, some of the other area schools. Vermilion Catholic playing for a state championship uh next weekend in the dome so i'm not sure who uh they play uh i'm trying to recall maybe somebody up in north louisiana or uh, where the screaming eagles uh take on but playing for another state championship within uh 10 years so uh hats off to them as they won their last one back and i think in 13 uh so the vermilion catholic screaming eagles in class uh, a select playing for a championship and that game will be thursday at uh, seven o'clock Okay. It's uh, both Division Four games, uh, the non-select at 3.30, the select at 7, uh, both Division Four games Thursday. Friday, a uh, triple header, a uh, couple of select games first, Divisions 2, then Division 3, uh, beginning at noon and then 3.30, and at 7 o'clock, Division 1, non-select. So Westgate uh, or Destrahan um, will take on Ruston, Ruston there. Yeah. And then uh, Saturday, uh, three games beginning at noon, Division Two non-select, Division Three non-select, and then the Division One select at 7. And that's, uh, let's see, uh, the Catholic High got beat. Uh, I'm trying to think of their opponent. Uh, Brother Martin beat Karen Crow. So it'll be Brother Martin versus, uh, who took down Catholic High in Baton Rouge? Uh, I'm trying to recall. Brother Martin, Jean Curtis. Yeah, yeah, Curtis, that's right. Beat uh, Catholic High Baton Rouge, who I think was a uh, defending champion in uh, Class A Select, uh, five, uh, Division One Select. Brother Martin, the 13 seed, uh, just all over Karen Crow at home. Yeah, they got a fine running back by the name of Tory Lambert, who's a pretty good running back who ran for a big yardage against Karen Crow the other night. And uh, they wore him out, from what I understand, and a big win, though, over Karen Crow in the select field for the first time, I, I, I recall, one of those schools in Lafayette Parish that, in, like all schools other than Southside, yep. are in the select uh, group since they have open enrollment So uh, with that. So in the meantime, uh, uh, high school football, the last weekend, of course, we have the CHS Coaches Show tonight uh, at a little after 6 o'clock to a quarter to 7 in the meantime, uh, Coach Antoine, we'll talk to him about his uh, his loss. Uh, just tough for his team. Uh, really played well, too, Jeff. Uh, beat some pretty good football teams along the way to get to where he was in the semis. Um, elsewhere, we've got a little bit to talk about with the NFL. A lot going on there. Of course, the Saints released, uh, I think, their final injury report. I think their four Saints are going to miss the game tonight as they t- go to Tampa Bay to take on the Bucks. And in the meantime, um, uh, what else? Uh, just a, a little other news. We'll talk about the college football playoff a little bit more in the Big Six games uh, coming up, which you mentioned um, a host of them will be before our New Year's, uh, which is usually unusual, playing on December 31st, I do believe. And, of course, the NFL will be playing on New Year's Day uh, with a host of games. I think this is the next weekend, I think, is the last weekend of the buys. 
I think the Saints have one too. Since yeah, Saints and Bears both. Yeah, so they'll have buys in that regard. So, in the meantime, um, college football, NFL. Of course, one last uh, shout out to soccer as the Netherlands took down the USA. Yeah, three to one. Uh, didn't see that match as I mentioned uh, traveling, but uh, uh, Netherlands uh, looks like. Uh, I think it was tied one one at one time, wasn't it? Definitely no. They Never were, was. They went up two nothing early. Oh, okay. U.S. answered, uh, and then uh, soon after they made it two to one. The Netherlands made it three to one, and you just knew it was done at that okay. point. Uh, any other surprises in the uh, World Cup? I could not tell you. I think uh, Argentina. My, my interest in the World Cup ended at about ten o'clock <laughs> Saturday morning. We're we're up early. No, ten okay. o'clock. It would have been close to eleven o'clock. Okay. Game right. started at nine. Anyway, with that, uh, the World Cup, um, the United States knocked out. I do think Argentina, who had uh, was upset earlier, came back to beat Australia. I think yesterday, and uh, not sure about who the other eight uh, quarterfinalists uh, will head into that uh, those matches. So had uh, something here. Uh, Let's see, with the World Cup, uh, yeah, pretty much uh United States goes down in that regard. So uh, kind of a, a lot of TV sets went off. So still a lot of games in the round of 16 uh, today. Japan, Croatia, and Brazil, South Korea. And uh, the others, uh, yeah, Argentina did beat Australia 2-1. to France beat Poland 3-1. to It was England uh, shutting out Senegal 3 to nothing. And I think that, uh, see, tomorrow, Morocco, Spain in a first right. round or a round of 16. And Portugal, Switzerland, round of 16 tomorrow. Yeah, well, uh, and what might be the, the match of the uh, next week uh, or this week, uh, December 10th, England versus France, and I think France is defending champ. Uh, so, of course, the Netherlands will take on Argentina, and that's going to be on the 9th at 2 p.m. Of course, uh, England at France at 2 p.m. also in that bracket, side of the bracket. So uh, three European countries and one South American country uh, through the World Cup quarterfinals after the winning weekend. So uh, Argentina is number three, France is four, England five, Netherlands eight, so, uh, anyway, the big picture. So, uh, we'll see how that's going to transpire. Anyway, let's go ahead and take our first break. You're listening to uh, Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 1075 and AM 1240. We'll to have Coach Ryan Antoine on the line when we come back right after this. Hey, guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Kane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. 
The Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack. Saturday, Cajun Company. And Sunday, T.K. Hewlin along with Steve Adams' four-piece trio. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry Domestic Beer. Just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Follow them on Facebook for the calendar and daily specials. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Landry has been traveling around District 49 talking to friends and neighbors about bringing prosperity and economic freedom to all our citizens. As we visited with thousands of people across our great district, many asked, how can we get involved in moving our district forward? Join us by going to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com where you can easily sign up and join our campaign. Go to jacoblandryforlouisiana.com and register now to join us. Pay for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on Kane Radio, FM 107.5 and AM 1240. And on the line with us is uh, head football coach Ryan Antoine of the uh, Westgate Tigers. Good morning, coach. And I know, uh, uh, I guess uh, as time passes, we'll heal some of those wounds. But just a tough game to lose. Uh, you're in it one score away from it. And, of course, they score late to uh, make it 21-6. to But, uh why don't you go over uh, most of the game and uh, tell us what the future holds for the Westgate Tigers? Uh, yes, sir. Uh, still, uh, you know, still trying to get over this tough loss. Uh, you know, play the you know play the strong that strand ball club, uh, and you know we just came up short. Uh, they, they scored on us on the first drive. <clears throat> we kind of you know fell our way through it and ended up you know um, scoring a touchdown late. I mean, scoring a touchdown in, uh, in the first quarter and making it. Uh, seven to six, and that's how I went to half. We kind of battled back and forth, you know, with those guys and kind of telling the guys in half, guys, you know, we can do this. You know, we got twenty four minutes left. Let's go out there together, give it everything we got. Uh, and you know, um, end up, you know, we threw an interception uh, for a touchdown. Um, they say just a bad call on my part. Uh, you know, wanted to take a shot, wanted to try to flip the field, wanted to try to gain some momentum. Uh, they did a good job of you know reading it and and intercepting the ball. Like I said, no fault of. Uh, the buyers are the kids of our own. Uh, like I said, bad call on my part. <clears throat> uh, like I said, and, you know, and that, that was kind of basically, you know, the momentum switch for the game, fourteen to six. And then, uh, like I said, we couldn't, you know, just muster anything offensively. We played our hard side all, you know, all night. You know, pretty much because Andy was special teams wise. Uh, and like I said, just you know, just a hard fought game in this quarter on the slate. You know, basically just on some nutrition, and uh, you know, just guys fought, guys battled all year. You know, definitely. You know, proud of the guys of, of what they did and, and how they played all year and, and the face the adversities that we faced all year with injuries and just, you know, the teams that we had to play and all in the situation that we were put in. But nevertheless, you know, just our guys battled, our guys, you know, definitely showed that, you know, that we're one of the top teams, not just in Florida, but in the state and battle with, you know, strong district and club. Uh, you know, like I said, just feels, you know, feels bad for us and then we couldn't have a chance to defend our title. So, uh, we're just frustrating. Came on up one game short, uh, you know, but definitely fuel 
boards for the program and we're going to lick our wounds right now and get ready after the Christmas break to go back to work. Yeah, and, you know, as you mentioned, uh, you know, uh, against one of the top teams in 5A, a school with an attendance of maybe uh, almost 50% more than your school's attendance, uh, um, you you battled against uh, one of the top teams and uh, came up just maybe a play short uh, there, that pick six you talked about, changing momentum. But other than that, uh, you have to be very proud of the effort these guys gave. Yeah, yeah, def, def, definitely proud of you know what they did and and how they how they went about you know handling things like say you know who we played you know that that's up to the you know the powers that be uh, you know like I said you know before I think you know the way they did it was a, you know was a joke but I mean we can't we can't complain about it we can't keep going back and forth about it it is what it is uh, you know and, and hopefully those things will get changed you know by the principals and everybody in January but you know hats off to this and them and they're strong ball club and. You just, when you when you get to those points, I mean, you know, there's ones and twos, you know, that are that that are real good at, at every area, you know, and, and they, they took away a lot of my options. Uh, and I say we just got to do a better job of just you know doing some doing some things offensively, defensively, and you know, especially, but also on my part, you know, I got to get our guys ready for this because we don't know how this thing will turn out. So in order to still be able to compete, in order to stay stay competitive and stay on the cutting edge, we have to be ready for it. And you know, that's on me, and I'll make sure we're ready for it. There you go. Coach, you mentioned uh, the January meeting of the uh, LHSAA principals. Uh, what, are you hearing any buzz on uh, what may come of it? Uh, not really. I mean, we we got some stuff that, uh, you know, some possible proposals and all that type of stuff. But we didn't, you know, I haven't read any of that yet, Jeff. Uh, I mean, we were kind of, you know, swamped in our season. So now I'll be the time to kind of look at some of that stuff. But we just don't know. You know, I mean, it just that that that's the crazy part about it. We may vote on something, uh, you know, in in January, and you know, if they don't like it, they can change it again right before the season starts. You know, com- you know, compared to if somebody else starts whining and complaining or saying they want something different. You know, so hopefully they can fix it and, and people play this do it. You know, the same caliber of numbers of schools. You know, with, with the same population of, you know, with the same you know with, with that in, uh, in mind. But I don't know. You know, but it's tough when you know when you got to go against eight hundred to twenty six hundred. You know, whatever. So I mean, it, we got to deal with it, but you know, it's just they need to fix that pattern. There you go, Coach. Uh, what's the off season looking like for uh, a lot of your players? Uh, other sports or uh, conditioning uh, in the weight room? Yeah, every every kid has to play multiple sports. Uh, there, there's no just football, and that's it. You know, we like to get our kids to go out there and do multiple things and see them competing in different areas. Even if it's a sport that they're not good in, they need to learn how to be a good teammate. So, uh, you know, most of the guys will take a break until after Christmas and they'll go either to basketball, powerlifting, or wrestling. And then in the spring, they'll go to either baseball or track. Uh, you know, so, I mean, they'll, they'll all be competing in doing everything else that they will have an offseason program. Entailed into that, but the biggest thing is we want them to just go and compete. If we see them competing and, and, you know, just being good teammates and bonding with each other, it just makes our job a whole lot easier once they get through the spring and or in the summer for football. Uh, Coach, how many seniors did you have this year on your team? Uh, 16. 16. 16. Yeah, you got a feel for them, you know, just uh, inches away from competing again for another state championship. And uh, I do know some of your uh, seniors have opportunities at the next level, too. So that's always good to see and keep your program going and uh uh, we want to thank you uh, for coming on each week uh, here on Bayou Sports and uh, talking uh, with the good and the bad, so to speak. And uh, we want to wish you all the best, and we look forward to working with you uh, 
again uh, coming uh, next year. Jeff, I don't know if you have anything else for Coach. Uh, no, just um, is your schedule set for next year? Is it just a complete flip um, from uh, this season, home and away, or any other uh, deviations? Yeah, uh, it's a complete flip. The only thing is we won't be playing um, Magnolia School of Excellence. We'll go play Calvary Baptist now. Um, that week five game, but with, I'm saying that, but you know, if they do something totally different, you know, in January, we, you know, and we play in, in this 5A you know, division, they may put us in the, you know, in the 5A district with, you know, with some of those 5A teams. So it could change or it could, you know, it could be the same. We definitely want to stay where we at in our district. We feel like, you no, know, we got one of the top district states. I know four of us, you know, are, uh, you know, playing in the semifinals, you know, and I mean, and, one of us is going to be a state champion out of LS, uh, LCA and um, STM. They're, they're playing this state championship. So we definitely want to be, you know, be a part of that and, and stay in that district because it keeps us competitive and always keeps us ready, you know, for the postseason. So, yeah, you know, definitely with the seniors, you know, that, that's where my focus goes to now, trying to get those guys opportunities. Digital uh, Lathuda's right now is commencing. We're going to take Derek Williams is commencing to Texas, but we definitely have, you know, Six, seven other seniors for sure that have a possibility to play at the next level. So right now, that's what my focus is: is just trying to get those kids those opportunities that they deserve to play at the next level. No, no doubt about it. Uh, one last thing: uh, I'm not sure if you're real familiar with Rustin. I, I know you're familiar now with Desterhan, but you got to pick in uh, that game on Friday. Oh uh, no! I mean, it just it, hopefully the best team wins in that situation. I mean, I think you know that that's two strong ball clubs playing. I mean, we saw Rustin on film. Uh, against Neville, uh, and we also saw them. They, they played STM, and so we had a film on them with that. Uh, that's definitely two strong ball clubs, and you know that'd be a good game for sure. That'd be one of the top games to go watch that in uh, LC and um, STM. So we just got to go out there and, and do our jobs, and just you know, just and just try to get better in there and, and, and try to do our best to make sure we get back in that spot because that's something that we definitely you know itching for again, and that's a feeling I want to make sure we try to stay in. Excellent. Coach, again, uh, always a pleasure. We appreciated your joining us on these Mondays as well as uh, Saturdays when we did the show. But thanks so much for uh, joining us, and we'll, we'll check in with you sometime after the new year just to uh, see progress on other sports and any other activities out at Westgate. Yes, sir. Thank you guys for having me. You All bet. Right. Good luck, Coach. Coach Thank Ryan you. Antoine. Yeah, uh, Jeff, uh, just uh, really uh, tough, uh, like he mentioned, 16 seniors who uh, were part of a state championship last year. He's so close to grabbing that gold ring again, and uh, that's just tough uh, for them. Um, played a really foot good football team uh, who had just been mopping up in that area of the state, uh, beating people by three and four and five scores. And uh, so um, hats off to them. Uh, they'll be back. Uh, I'm sure he'll reload. Uh, he's got a lot of fine young players. He played a lot of young players this year, too. I think he mentioned even some freshmen played for him yeah. in, in that regard. So uh, great game experience and those type of uh, atmospheres. So uh, we'll see what uh, uh, the Westgate Tigers uh, have on their schedule for next year. So um, look forward to it. Uh, always uh, great football coming out of that school. No, no doubt. No doubt about it. And uh, – Looking forward to uh, seeing Coach Winston on his basketball team. Uh, again, we'll probably put a basketball broadcast schedule together and uh, begin those games after the new year. That's correct. So, 
Anyway, uh, time to take our next break. Uh, you're listening to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, December 5th on FM 107.5 and AM 1240. We'll be back with more right after this. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880, or go to answertopain.com. Nowadays, none of us can be without adequate insurance coverage, but we still want to be sure we're getting the best value for the money. That's why so many people call the Schwing Insurance Agency to get a quote. The Schwing family has been handling the insurance needs of businesses and homeowners for almost 80 years. You can depend on Schwing Insurance to find the coverage you need at the best price. So before you buy a new policy or renew an existing one, call the Schwing Insurance Agency for a quote at 365-2357. Schwing Insurance, 300 East Main, across from the shadows. Hey guys, if you're looking for the top golf experience in Iberia Parish, you need to look no further than Cane Row Golf and Turf Club. Low or high handicappers will enjoy the beautiful greens, the recently refurbished sand traps, and incredibly plush fairways. And by the way, you don't have to be a golfer to enjoy Cane Row. The brand new clubhouse sports some of the best burgers, pizza, wings, and many other choices along with absolutely the best, most potent margaritas that you've ever tried. So whether it's golf, food, or just some fun, come to Cane Row and enjoy. Quarter Tavern is the premier spot for live music. Thursday, it's Southern Jack, Saturday, Cajun Company, and Sunday, T.K. Hewlett, along with Steve Adams' four-piece trio. Remember, never a cover at the Quarter Tavern. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main, across from McDonald's. Best drink prices in the Berry Domestic Beer. Just $2, imports $3 all day, every day, other than during bands and special benefits. And don't forget, now serving fresh fruit margaritas and daiquiris. Quarter Tavern, 910 East Main. Follow them on Facebook for the calendar and daily specials. Hi, this is Boxcar Bajlo, inviting you to join me and PGA Golf professional Teddy Sliman for Chip Shots. Mondays from 5 to 6 p.m., we'll take an in-depth look at the local, state, and national golf scenes. And we invite you to chip in with your calls at 367-1240. Chip Shots is sponsored by the Coca-Cola Bottling Company, GolfBalls.com, and our local golf clubs, Eagle Ridge, Kane Row, and Sugar Oaks. So let's make it tea time for 5 p.m. on Mondays for Chip Shots on Kane. Dream us live on Kane1240.com and catch the podcast the next day. Now back to Bayou Sports. Phone lines are open to talk sports at 367-1240. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, December 5th. And uh, just quickly, uh, a little lightning round here. Fred McGriff makes it to the Baseball Hall of Fame, Jeff. And uh, uh, Barry Bonds, Roger Clements, Kirk Schilling uh, were those denied, too. So interesting uh, in that regard. No, congratulations to McGriff. Um, one of the, um, you know, again, sorry he had to wait this long to get into the Hall of Fame. He was such a sweet swinging left hander. I remember when he was with Toronto. I, I saw him at Comiskey Park, and he, he just uh, was such a fluid player. I, I he guess was. is what I want to say. Um, he, he, just a class guy, and uh, couldn't be happier for him. And I, I'm glad he went in uh, alone with that group. Yeah, and uh, that was a special committee uh, that elected him. I'm trying to think of uh, the name of the committee, but uh, he makes it into the Hall of Fame, Baseball Hall of Fame, Fred McGriff. The baseball era. Contemporary yeah. baseball era. That's it. Era That's now. it. Contemporary era. And uh, in the meantime, uh, it was. didn't they put the handle on him with a crime dog? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I thought so. Cause that was I think a, that was, um, was the, the ESPN guy who uh, nicknamed him the crime dog. Uh, uh, Berkman? 
Yeah. Uh, anyway, uh, just Lemons. a, yeah. but just a, and played with a few teams. I think played with Atlanta for a few years, also with uh, Toronto, as you mentioned. And seemed like he was he in San Diego for a little while. He it may have like, been. Yeah, uh, but just a fine player. Five hundred home runs, uh, and just like you said, just a great fluid swing uh, for the left-hander in that regard. Other uh, news in that regard: uh, prime time. He's moving on from Jackson State. He's going to head to Colorado as the Colorado Buffaloes have hired Deion Sanders away from Jackson State on a deal worth about right at about $30 million for five years per the AP states at. So uh, interesting. Uh, we'll see how he, man, he turned that Jackson State program around. And was it two years ago he brought in the number one player in the country of high school football to Jackson State to uh, play mm-hmm. there? And uh, Jackson State, uh, I think, went undefeated. This season, yeah, and last year uh, I think we'll crown the, uh, uh, the the black champs, yeah, and the historical black college champ. I yeah. think too in that regard, as they took down Southern this past weekend or last weekend was it thirty four? No, this past thirty four to seven, I do believe uh, they beat uh, Southern. Uh, in the meantime, so congratulations to him, and uh, he's one to keep an eye on out there. Since Colorado's in the pack ten, twelve, what, what are they now? How many out there? His son will jump into the transfer portal, oh, and I think I know where he's going to go. Yeah, uh, in fact, Dion at the press conference made it clear. Yeah, the kid was coming. Yeah, he's a quarterback for uh, Jackson State and had a pretty good year too as a sophomore. So he'll be a junior up in Colorado. Up there in uh, Boulder, so uh, interesting. Uh, other little quick news around there. Uh, in the meantime, um, the winter meetings of baseball getting ready to go back uh, on for the first time in three years, and free agency frenzy is expected to uh, be crazy too, uh, Jeff. Uh, Big one Friday, as you mentioned, off Mike. Yeah, that's right, off Mike. Jacob uh, DeGrome, uh, the Mets, one of the Mets' starling pitchers, man, heads to Texas. Uh, to the Rangers, and uh, of course he's been injury prone the last few years, uh, missing games. But boy, when he's on, he can win you a lot of games. So we'll see how that's going to come into play for the Rangers. Rangers getting serious this off season. Uh, I, I, I still can't believe they got Bruce Bochy out of retirement. That's right. That um, is correct. So that's they're, they're trying to make a splash. Um, and again, that Western Division. Yeah, obviously the Astros have been dominating the last six seven years. But apart from that. It's easy to climb in that division, but uh, whether they can knock the Astros off, world champs uh, yet again, but we'll see. Yep, you're right. And uh, shortstops, if you're looking for a shortstop, we've got a lot of them. Uh, Trey Turner, Carlos Correa, or... Uh, Alexander Bogarts, uh, man, Dansby, Swanson, they've got some shortstops out there. Of course, DeGrom's off the board, but uh, anyway, uh, but the Mets say Justin Verlander's out there. Will the Mets go after him this year? So uh, there are plenty of players out there. Of course, you got Aaron Judge. The MV, reigning MVP, home run king, is likely to receive uh, some offers out there. They're talking about the Giants might make a push at him uh, out in San Francisco. So, uh uh, anyway, uh, the winter meetings, um, it's going to be interesting this year to see what takes place and all that. So um, in the meantime, uh, baseball, uh, winter meetings, uh, they have something breaking. We'll talk about it uh, in one of our morning shows. Aaron Judge, uh, I think he's looking for nine years guaranteed. That's right. Something like that. $300 million. Yeah. Uh, just, a, just a poke. 
in the uh, I, I just think he'd look so good in cub pinstripes. Uh, you know, I think blue is is really royal blue is is the color for him. And those short power alleys oh, over man. in Wrigley Field at three sixty five. So uh, of course, I, I remember going back to Dave Kingman when the Cubs uh, brought Dave Kingman in. We thought for sure. Yeah, the confines at Wrigley would be suit, I mean, but and, and he hit his share, but sure. it wasn't like every at bat, you know, like Cub fans yeah. thought it would be. A lot of strikeouts too. You are correct. Anyway, uh, just quickly, uh, of course, I'll tell you who's playing really well. Uh, uh, Jeff, the the Pelicans uh, are just uh, knocking it out right now in that regard. Uh, over in New Orleans, they they won again last night uh, as they took down the. Um, I want to say it was. Uh, Ah, come on, uh, Denver one twenty one to one hundred six. Uh, a young man uh, coming off the bench for him, uh, scoring, and that's Jose Alvarado, who had thirty eight points last night. While Ingram's down, uh, they just uh, took uh, Denver uh, and really with a fourth quarter bur- outburst, uh, outscoring them by nine. And uh, the Pelicans right now playing well. They lead. Uh, they lead their uh, division. I think it's divisions they're called uh, in the NBA yeah. uh, right now. In the standings, they the, they stand with a record, and out in the Western Conference, the two different conferences though. But the uh, the the Pels are fifteen and eight right now. They're on a four game winning streak. They are eight and two in their last ten. Memphis is a game behind them, and uh, right now I think they have the fourth best record in the NBA. So. Uh, Things are going well. Saw where Mrs. Benson gave uh, a nice donation to one of the Catholic high schools in uh, Metairie. She made a donation to Rummel High School of $5 million. I saw that uh, recently, Ms. Benson. So uh, handing out the cash, if she uh, wants to look somewhere further west, uh, I'll be willing and able to take a little check from her uh, in that regard. In the meantime, stay with us, too, in the next few uh, minutes in our next segment. We'll have Bob Rose. Well, we'll be talking about the Saints' big game tonight over in Tampa as they take on Tom Brady and the Bucks in a big game. I think Tampa is a three-and-a-half-point pick. That line's moved just a shade in that regard. So uh, that's a big game tonight uh, for the Saints, and it's pretty much do or die for the Saints. Tampa they're at five and six. Saints win. They'll be at five and eight. Tampa five and seven. Man, that division's still open for anyone. Atlanta lost yesterday. Did Carolina play? I don't think they did. I think they were off yesterday. Uh, uh, yeah, they and Arizona were off yesterday. Yeah. So, uh, I mean, that division, I think eight wins is going to win that division. Uh, you could be eight and nine and win the division like Seattle a few years ago, went seven and nine and won their division and then beat the Saints in the playoffs. Uh, as the Saints had to travel up there because they won their division at seven and nine, the Saints were, I think, 11 and five at the time. And that was the, the big train run by, uh, oh, what's his name that ran all over Saint defenders, uh, to score in that game on a third, fourth down play. I can't recall, but, uh, Anyway, Marshawn Lynch, you're not thinking of? Yes, that's what it was. was, Yeah, it was Marshawn Lynch. It ran over everybody. Anyway, um, as I mentioned, uh, we'll have Bob Rose on in a few moments uh, to talk about the game tonight and uh, uh, just general thoughts on the Saints and what he may know about uh, some of the injury situation. I think only four Saints that I'm aware of are going to miss a game tonight. I know one's Jawan Johnson. I'm not sure who the other three are. Uh, hopefully, uh, Marshawn Lentz will get back on the field. We need him in the most. I think Warren is available, too. He played last week, so uh, getting some of those bodies back. I wonder if Trevor Penning is going to play for the Saints' offensive rookie offensive tackle. So, um, anyway, 
Um, let's go ahead and take that break, Jeff, and see if we can't get Bob on the line to talk about the big Monday night game for the Saints tonight. So you're listening to Kane Radio by you Sports. We'll be back uh, with Bob Rose uh, talking about the Saints right after this. I am Jacob Lander, and I'm tired of seeing Louisiana fumble away good-paying jobs to our neighbors across the Sun Belt. That's why I'm running for state representative of District 49, because bringing opportunity back to Louisiana is a touchdown for all of us. As your next state representative, I will work hard to expand vocational training programs so that all of our people can have the tools to succeed. I am Jacob Landry, and I am a proven job creator. All I need is your support and your vote. Paid for by the Jacob Landry for Louisiana campaign. Is it time for a new roof or to repair the old one? Hi, this is Jake Blanchard with L.A. Classic Roofing. We're a third-generation roofing contractor that has been in the business for over 70 years. As a locally owned and operated company, we're also licensed and insured for your peace of mind. We offer free estimates and a $100 referral fee for full roof replacement. Check us out on Facebook at L.A. Classic Roofing. And the number to call is 465-3888. L.A. Classic Roofing, professional roofing solutions since the 1950s. With more than 50 years of pain diagnosis and pain relief experience, Headache and Pain Center offers the latest in interventional pain relief techniques at two locations in Gray and here in New Iberia. Compassionate board certified physicians and the caring staff offer minimally invasive ultrasound and fluoroscopy guided procedures that diminish or eliminate pain without open surgery, opioids, or major downtime. When you're in pain, you know who to call. Headache and Pain Center, 337-560-0880 or go to AnswerToPain.com. Celebrating 75 years in business, Danos has been setting the standard for generations. Become part of something bigger. Join the team. We're currently hiring for a variety of offshore positions in both our production and construction divisions. And you can apply right now at Danos.com or call us at 1-833-GO-DANOS. Great jobs, great people. That's Danos. Are you an enthusiastic sports fan? Want to have fun and get in on the action? Heck yes, that'd be awesome. Have great attention to detail? Want to stay active? Definitely. Want to give back to the student-athletes in your community? Obviously, yes. Then you'd make an excellent high school sports official. We need more officials in Louisiana. Because with no high school officials, there are no high school sports. Sign up today at highschoolofficials.com. Now back to Bayou Sports on the all-new Kane 107.5. Welcome back to Bayou Sports here on a big Monday, December the 5th. And uh, on the line with us, I do believe we have uh, Bob Rose. Is that correct? Yes. Good morning. Hey, good morning, Bob. How are you? Oh, I'm pretty good. Happy Monday to you guys. Yeah, it is. Uh, hopefully it'll be a happy uh, Monday evening, too, if you know what I mean. <laughs> As the Saints journey to Tampa to take on Tom Brady and the Bucks, And uh, Saints getting some of their walking wounded back. Uh, I think I, I saw this morning uh, just four players are out for the game tonight that I can recall. One, Jawan Johnson. I'm not sure who mm-hmm. the other three are. But uh, big game for the Saints. I mean, this division is still well at hand for – Believe it or not, I think with regards to Atlanta, the Saints, and the Bucks, anybody get on any kind of a winning streak can uh, win this division. Uh, yeah, and that's the you know that's the question. <laughs> this this is a historically bad division that we're looking at right now. <laughs> um, 
And the Pittsburgh Steelers gave the New Orleans Saints a little bit of help by defeating Atlanta yesterday. Uh, Carolina is on a bye. And, uh, you know, I, obviously we have our Saints going up against the Buccaneers tonight. Guys, I look at this as it, there's no more tomorrows. Uh, if you don't beat the Buccaneers, I suppose the Saints would mathematically still be in it. Uh, but their, you know, their, their chances for win, pulling out the division, if they lose to Tampa Bay, it would just take a biblical miracle to pull it off. If they beat the Buccaneers, their, their destiny is really in their own hands after that. They, it, it, obviously it's a do or die game. Uh, and, you know, the, the, you know, we, we have seen some, ferocious games between these two teams in recent uh, recent years and other than that playoff loss it doesn't get any bigger than this one yeah you're right about that so uh in the meantime uh the saints as i was saying they're trying to get some of their walking wounded back uh, mm-hmm. uh with those players so uh i think there were only four players designated uh being out of the game tonight and uh I'm not sure uh, the other three. I'm just scanning through something quickly here uh, to see who may be the other players out. But Warner's back. Uh, they've got back uh, the defensive ends, uh, Davenport, along with uh, uh, Jordan. Uh, the hope, uh, I'm not sure they'll see Peyton Turner back in the lineup to, uh, no, he's out. today. Uh, that's yeah. right. He's so, out, uh, JT Gray, P.J. Williams, and as you mentioned, John yeah. Johnson. Yeah, so yeah. Uh, at least they get uh, Marshawn Lattimore back, uh, Ramchak, uh, some of those guys that uh, uh, had um, some injuries, and hopefully uh, that can make the difference in this game. Saints uh, just do a good job of uh, defending against uh, Tom Brady, and uh, he sometimes gets really frustrated playing the Saints. And uh, last year the Saints beat him, what, 9 nothing in one game, and I can't mm-hmm. remember the score of the other. Of course, Tampa Bay uh, beat him in the all-important playoff game two years ago and Drew Brees' his last game as a Saint. But uh, uh, crazy things happen. Uh, and the Saints' defense, uh, Bob, you know as well as I do, when they're healthy, they can play with anybody, the defense. Uh, yeah, they really can. And uh, these the Dennis Allen defenses have been, uh, you know, if you'll excuse the term kryptonite uh, for Tom Brady throughout his career. Um, they, they have the book on beating him. Uh, you know, and that is getting pressure with their defensive front, uh, you know, especially interior, uh, you know, without having to blitz Tom. Um, yeah, that's not to say that Dennis Allen won't blitz him, uh, but yeah, if you're able to pressure Tom Brady, uh, you know, really hurry his throws, beat him around, uh, you know, he not only gets very frustrated, uh, you know, but his, his game kind of deteriorates as well. Uh, you know, and not only that, you know, you, you obviously have to pressure them and beat them around. Uh, but the Buccaneers have big physical receivers. They don't have a lot of speedsters on that roster. And that plays, you know, and, you know, Mike Evans, Chris Godwin, they're as good as anybody. Uh, but the, you know, the New Orleans defensive backs, especially Marshawn Lattimore, who I actually would be surprised to see play tonight. Uh, but, you know, Lattimore has shut down Mike Evans throughout his career. So, you know, not only Brady gets frustrated, but those receivers get frustrated. And it just becomes kind of an unraveling effect, uh, you know, that plays right into the Saints' defense's hands. And uh, you know, it, it, the key is stopping the run. And I know it's blasphemous to suggest that, uh, you know, hey, you have to make Tom Brady beat you, but that's exactly what these Saints have done and done so successfully. Uh, you know, the, the two games that they have lost to Brady, uh, you know, in the in the sixth contest that they faced him since he signed with Tampa Bay, it's because 
Tampa Bay has run the ball, and New Orleans has uh, has given up nine turnovers in those two losses. That's the key right there. Pressure Brady, frustrate him, and take care of the football. Yeah, just hopefully, uh, I'm not sure if Ingram's going to uh, play in the game tonight. They could use it to give uh, Kamara a little break. Uh, of course, mm-hmm. that fumble on the goal line last week uh, was a te- some of the telling difference. I'm not saying the Saints would have won the game, but uh, give them a little more oomph, uh, if you know what I mean, uh, being down uh, 13-7 to in lieu of 13 to nothing at the time. Right. And uh, of all things, uh, <laughs> here's Jimmy Garoppolo going down yesterday, uh, and he's <laughs> out for the year with the 49ers, but yet – Purdy comes in, does a pretty good job for him. But uh, regards to the Saints, uh, uh, will we see maybe if uh, Andy Dalton has a poor game? Uh, will we see Jameis Winston maybe uh, he, he be thrown into the action? Uh, is that a possibility? I'll tell you, I think it's entirely possible. Uh, you know, if Dalton struggles through the first half, uh, you know, New Orleans maybe gets down a couple of scores, you know, 10, 12 points or so. Uh, yeah, again, like we said at the beginning of the segment, this is, you know, there are no more tomorrows for these, you know, for this Saints team. There is no more. We'll regroup and come back stronger next week. Now, this is your season. So if Dalton isn't playing well and you need a spark offensively, I think Dennis Allen will be an absolute fool not to put in Jameis Winston. I mean, this is desperation time. It is that it is. You know, the Saints being four and eight, they've got uh, five games left on this schedule, and uh, I'm trying to recollect uh, against the Falcons, Carolina, the Bucks tonight. Uh, they play the Eagles and Cleveland. I think is their yep. other opponent, which you know the Eagles uh, uh, hard to beat, but uh, and they play them up in Philadelphia. I'm pretty sure. So uh, yeah, they've got to win those five games that they have to have a chance. Uh, they might be able to win four and win the division at eight and nine, but. Uh, I'm just thinking somebody's going to go off and win some games. I'm surprised with Atlanta, how well they're playing at times. Uh, of course, as you mentioned yesterday, they go down uh, to the Steelers 19-16, to 16 and uh, and they've got, a, to my mind, I think they've got to come to New Orleans along with Carolina. Uh, yep. The Saints play Cleveland, I think, in New Orleans. And, uh, no, they, they play them in Cleveland. Okay, all right, they are in Cleveland. Christmas okay. Eve. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so they'll be throwing snowballs at Santa Claus again. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's Philadelphia. Anyway, in the meantime, Bob, uh, I'm hoping the Saints can uh, right the ship and at least play respectable, have a chance to beat uh, the three division opponents, and uh, that that goes a long way right there with uh, setting up uh, what can take place towards the last two weeks of the year. Yeah, absolutely it does. Uh, you know, it, it has to start with a win against Tampa Bay tonight. Uh, but you're right. Yeah, if they beat Atlanta, they, they would have earned a season sweep against them. Uh, you know, they have to beat Carolina. Uh, you know, and they have a better NSC conference record than the Panthers in the event of a tie. Uh, and, uh, you know, by beating the Buccaneers, uh, I think the Saints have a pretty close to even record with Tampa Bay throughout the conference as well. Plus, Tampa Bay has two games against San Francisco and Cincinnati coming up that are going to be really tough for them. So if the, if New Orleans, and I hate to play these if, if, if games, but it's playoff season, gentlemen. This is what we're at. Uh, they, they sweep those three divisional games and get a little bit of help. 
This NFC South is definitely ripe for the taking, but it has to start with a high-character performance tonight. We're going to see how much character this Saints team truly has. Yeah, that's that's an operative word. That's a good word. And, you know, of all things, the Saints are off next week, so uh, they get a little mm-hmm. time to breathe and uh, recuperate and maybe get some more uh, injured players back in the practice and on the field. So that that's going to be important tonight to, and carry the momentum into their next game. Uh, so it's – it's that time. It's crunch time, um, and the key word, character. We'll see what kind of character it's going to be exposed tonight. Yep, you're absolutely right, but I'll tell you what. On the field, I actually like this matchup in favor of the Saints. Even if Lattimore and Warner don't play, and again, I don't expect they will, uh, you know, I, I still think the Saints' defense has the personnel to make some plays against Brady in that offense. Uh, you just you, you have to figure out a way to generate some offense if you're the Saints yourself, whether it's Andy Dalton, Jameis Winston. You need to get Kamara, Alave involved, move the football, take care of the football. But, I, yeah, I, I like the Saints in a close, low-scoring game tonight. All right. Well, we'll uh, hold you to it next Monday uh, during the bye week. <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> That's fair enough. <laughs> right, Bob, always a pleasure. Remind us how we can read and hear your work. For sure, guys, and thank you again. It's uh, always a pleasure joining you on Mondays. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, you can follow me on Facebook, Bob Rose, R-O-S-E. Uh, you can follow me over on Twitter, at Bobby R2613. All of my work is through the Saints News Network, at Saints News on Twitter. Uh, and check out our Bayou Blitz podcast. It is live every Wednesday evening at 8 p.m. Central Time. Uh, if you want to catch, if you miss the live broadcast, you can go back on YouTube and catch it after the fact, as well as some of our past shows as well. Bob, always a pleasure. Again, we'll check in with you next Monday. Sounds great, guys. Have a great night tonight, and go say, who that? Go Saints. Yeah, thank you, Bob. Appreciate it. No doubt about it. Anyway, the Saints tonight, so uh, on prime time, as uh, you can catch them on uh, the ESPN uh, grouping tonight. So uh, the Manning boys going to be opposite uh, on two? I, I believe so. I think um, this is one of their games. Uh, that they're going to be uh, doing uh, so you can, uh, if you've got picture in a picture, you can uh, basically watch the Saints uh, in one spot and then uh, listen to the Manning guys uh, in the other spot. So, uh and see their criticisms and, uh, I guess, uh, constructive criticisms and see what they have to say about the game tonight on uh, on course. So uh, with that, so we'll see how the Saints are going to do tonight, Jeff. And uh, uh, like uh, Bob said, uh, pretty much this is it. Uh, if the Tampa Bay beats them, uh, Tampa Bay goes uh, to, I believe, 6-6. Six and six. And uh, so it's going to be an interesting battle tonight and see how uh, Tom Brady – Texas Saints and Andy Dalton needs to play with a little confidence. You know, he's kind of shell-shocked right now, I think. And uh, let's see if he can't play with a little better, uh, more confidence and uh, see if the uh, players can hold on to the football. I think the Saints still lead the NFL minus 14, 15, something of that regard with regards to turnovers. So uh, it's kind of hard to uh, have winning records when you're turning the ball over more than uh, you're getting it back. So that will be a big thing tonight. Yes, uh, there is a Manning cast tonight. Uh, last one was the Saints-Ravens Monday night game uh, in Week 9, but they're back at it tonight, uh, next week, and the following week. Take off Week 16 and 17 and 18, and then they'll do a Manning cast during Wild Card Weekend. You remember they added a Monday night game to That's Wild right. Card Weekend. That's correct. You're right about that, yeah. Uh, anyway... 
Well, on to today in sports history, December the 5th. In 1943, the NFL's Philadelphia Eagles and Pittsburgh Steelers merger dissolves. I don't know if you fans were aware of this, but during the uh, World War II, uh, the, the Eagles and the Steelers merged their franchises. I'm trying to think of what they called them, the Steagles uh, or the Eagles Steelers. Uh, but they merged these franchises because of World War II, and then they dissolved it on this date, 1943. In 47. Joe Lewis beats Jersey Joe Walcott in 15 for the heavyweight boxing title. Elsewhere in 1948, New York Giant Charlie Connolly, Ole Miss quarterback, sets an NFL record of 36 pass completions. He also, uh, Charlie Connolly, was the Marlboro man on the TV commercials. <laughs> uh, Charlie Connolly, Ole Miss All-American, played at uh, Ole Miss back in the uh, mid, I want to say the early uh, 40s, and then went off to World War II, came back and played in later years with the Rebels uh, in 46-47. Elsewhere in 1949, Ezra Charles defeats Jersey Wo- Joe Walcott for the heavyweight boxing title in 49. So that's just two years later. He must have uh, wanted some capacity. Anyway, elsewhere in uh, 1950, Ezra Charles knocked out Nick Barone in 11 for the heavyweight boxing title again to hold on to it. In 1968, Hall of Fame center Phil Esposito of the Boston Bruins scores two goals in his uh, against his goal tender brother Tony who's a Hall of Famer in his National Hockey League debut for Montreal the score was tied 2-2 so two brothers uh, one in the center uh, Phil and uh, Tony the uh, goalie elsewhere in 1971 on this date LA Rams Willie Ellison sets an NFL record of rushing for 247 yards against the Saints in the LA Coliseum and I remember that game like it was yesterday Ellison just long jaunts up and down the field Elsewhere in 1973, the Chicago Cubs, Ron Santo, becomes the first baseball player to invoke the 10-5 rule and vetoed mm. his trade to the Angels back in uh, that year in 73. And that rule today is coming into place with some other trades, too, with players, major league experience of 10 years, five with one team, can revoke trades. Elsewhere on this date, he, 19- he did eventually acquiesce to a trade to the White Sox. That's right, but he stayed uh, local. Yeah, and that was a big deal for him. Of course, of uh, uh, Ron Santo ended up broadcasting a lot of Cubs games oh, uh, back in the plus, day. plus, maybe 20 seasons. But uh, did he have a broadcast with Harry or was it just Stone? Well, he did radio. Okay. He did radio. He And so Harry used to do uh, the middle innings on radio. Okay. So. All right. They trade off. All right. Elsewhere in uh, 1978, Pete Rose, free agent Pete Rose, signs a four-year, $32 million contract with the Phillies, becoming the highest-paid baseball player in 78. And he also led the Phillies to, uh, I think, their lone World Series uh, win in 1980, as they beat the Rawls. Elsewhere in 1984, the age At the time, it was their loan. Yeah. But they won in, in 2008. Oh, yeah, that's yeah. right. After uh, The year before the Yankees. And they beat the Yankees, I think, in... What? No, I don't think... Boston. They, Boston, they beat in 08. You're right. Elsewhere... Um, or Tampa. Tampa, Tampa. Tampa, yeah. Boston yeah. won it in seven, I think. Right, they beat Colorado in That's seven. right. Anyway, in 1984, the Ricky Henderson, the A's trade Ricky Henderson to the Yankees for Jay Howe and Jose Rejo. Anyway, that worked out pretty well for the Yankees. Yes. In 1992, the first SEC champion game, number two Alabama beats number 12 Florida, 28-21. In 2006, Greg Maddox signs a one-year deal with the Padres worth $10 million. Wow. Elsewhere, birthdays today in 1947, born on this day, Jim Plunkett, College Football Hall of Fame quarterback and Heisman Trophy winner in 1970, 
course, he led Oakland to the 80 and 84 Super Bowls as they downed uh, the Eagles and I think the Redskins. Born in San Jose, California. Deaths on this day, dying on this day in 1951. Shoeless Joe Jackson, baseball Hall of Famer in Chicago White Sox with two other teams. He played with Cleveland. I'm, I'm trying to think of maybe the Tigers. Uh, of course, he was part of that 1919 World Series of the Black Sox scandal. He dies from a heart attack at 64. And I guarantee you, if Pete Rose ever makes the Hall of Fame, Shoeless Joe needs to be in, too. Elsewhere, uh, are dying on this date in 2002, Rune Orledge, the broadcasting pioneer, president of ABC Sports. Monday Night Football, he brought that to us, ABC News. He dies of cancer at 71. Also uh, passing away on this date in 2010, turn out the lights, the party's over. Don Meredith passed away, the former SMU quarterback and a cowboy player and broadcaster of the originator, as I mentioned. Turn out the lights, the party's over. Elsewhere, the quote of the day by Joe Lewis. And I think this is a great quote. I told this to a friend the other day. Everybody wants to go to heaven. But no one wants to die. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. Uh, no, no one wants to get there soon. <laughs> anyway, that's today in sports history, December 5th. Uh, Jeff, uh, back to you for any uh, additional stories. No, that's uh, it. Uh, again, chip shots tonight at 5, followed by the Catholic High Coaches Show. Last one for you uh, before the holidays. Uh, we may have one more. Coach might come on and maybe talk about the championships, the final games, and then we'll probably take a hot break during the holidays until uh, school uh, begins again after the first of the year. Real good. Once again, thanks to our guests today, Westgate head coach Ryan Antoine, as well as Bob Rose with SI.com, among other things. Uh, and we thank our sponsors, Jacob Landry, candidate for State Representative District 49, L.A. Classic Roofing, the Quarter Tavern, Cane Row Golf and Turf Club, Schwing Insurance, and Headache and Pain Center. And by the way, I should mention, happy birthday to the Quarter Tavern's Ty Bodwan, celebrating a birthday today, uh, few quarter tavern birthdays uh, celebrated tonight as uh, the Saints take on Tampa Bay.